Blog Talk Radio. Okay, here we go. Not surprisingly, the Bible addressed that all in you syndrome. God understands that if we're not deliberately, we are capable, imagine countless scenarios in which relationships, features, and bad things happen. So he built into his word instructions for recognizing and overcoming the inclinations to let our minds run away with us. Derek Prince wrote this from the Derek Prince archives. These battles in our minds are actually a normal part of a Christian experience. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, Paul speaks about this very valuable thing that he says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. We get all kinds of thoughts, imaginations. We have to cast these things down. Our mind, our fleshly mind, cannot understand the things of God. And when I noticed when I was in this ministry, years ago when I was a volunteer uh, as a chaplain, I was waiting on my disability and uh, I came to the Lord. And I don't want to have no testimony in me. I just want to shorten this so the Holy Spirit says stay focused to the mind of the Spirit. I've seen a lot of theologians come in around me, and one really got my attention, the king of all donkers, Emmanuel Williams, educated enemy of God, E.W. He would come into the room and, yes, looking all holy and, you know, you need to go to school, and just everything was educated, educated, educated. And we start bumping heads because the Lord told me, I don't need you to go to no school. The Holy Spirit can teach you. And anyone can hear the Spirit of God if you stay in the Word, meditate, and get these scriptures. Sometimes when you educate your mind, you become an enemy of God. God has given us the appropriate weapons because this war in which we engage is not a physical realm. We're not dealing with nothing in the physical today. This is spiritual. Our weapons are not physical, but spiritual. God has given us spiritual weapons that will destroy strongholds. In this war, there are strongholds that oppose us and oppose God. Paul goes on to describe these strongholds in verse 5. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. All of us have to go through this. We get evil thoughts that come through our minds every day. Every, do this. Go do this. How are you going to do this? When are you going to do that? And, and I can hear in my mind, go do this. Go eat this. I've lost 25 pounds. The devil tried to attack me through eating. Our minds is a gateway to destruction if we don't have the mind of Christ. We can think things, we can imaginate stuff, and it can be very deadly to us. We have an enemy, and the devil can use our fleshly mind to get us to do things that we really don't want to do and that we don't have a desire to do. Now, I'm going to share this with you. One of the main reasons that most of us deal with is intellectualism, rationalization, reason, philosophy. Those things are not spiritual, and a lot of us go there 
to try to hear God. We can't hear God from a fleshly perspective. It's just impossible. And when we start dealing with intellectualism, that's not the Holy Ghost. Golgotha is a place of a skull, the place where Jesus was crucified. The skull represents the brain. The brain is man's mind. The mind is death to the spirit realm. Okay? In Mark chapter 15, verse 22, when Jesus died at Golgotha for us, he really died for us to kill the fleshly mind. Because the fleshless mind is what caused sin. I would like for you to know that our first mother and father got caught up in this. And I'm going to take my time. This is going to be a long a series. So I'm not rushing this. I'm not going to go too deep into it because I want you to be able to digest this. Amen. Now, the reason why that the Lord had to reconstruct this and use the Holy Ghost as the mind of Christ is because before sin, we didn't have to do that. And the devil used Adam and Eve to go against God by thought. Let's look at this. So this thing goes way back. And the devil is very, very, very subtle. But we have to know the Bible to see how subtle he is. Let's look at this. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the fields which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, he said something to her, Yea, have God said ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? So he's putting a thought into her mind right there. He's bringing a suggestion. This is how the devil gets us in spiritual things. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the trees which is in the midst of the garden, God, had said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. See, he put that thought into her. And what did she do? For does God know that in the day ye shall eat thereof? Then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. The devil used that comparison to God for this woman to think. And that's how we got messed up. And when the woman saw, now the devil in use, and put the thought into her mind, and the eyes is the window of our soul, she looked at it. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the field thereof and did eat and gave unto her husband, which her and he did eat too. Suggestion brought that. You should know you'll be like God. He was telling her. And she believed it. She heard it. And so she started thinking, this is how we got messed up. So this game that the devil plays, this, this is an old game. There's nothing new under the sun. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 10 tells us that. There's nothing new under the sun. Amen. So this game is, is, is something that the devil is familiar with, and I want to expose him tonight. And I pray that the Lord will touch you and change you 
and not use your natural thinking for spiritual things. The crown of thorns was a consistent painful reminder to Jesus that he died for us for the chastisement of our peace. Attacks against the mind. The mind being the focal point of Satan's attack on us. Remember now, I just showed you in Genesis chapter 3 where he brought a suggestion to Eve. And she thought on it. This is where this thing started from. Becomes a high ground in the battle against Satan. Satan wants to attack our high places, our minds. Satan is a consistent aggressor and bombards us daily, perhaps hundreds of times a day, with thoughts of unclean organs. It is unclean for the devil to bring these negative thoughts to us, and we just believe it and hear it and listen to it. Our fleshly mind is messing us up. A lot of Christians into the politics with Donald J. Trump uses the fleshly mind against you. Now, this is a trip because politicians get off into this. Now, in 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, we have to hear the Holy Spirit. We can't be listening to what's in because everything in our mind is not coming from the Lord. And God particularly tells us that we are constantly against this battle. And a lot of pastors really don't teach this. You know, they, they, they don't teach this. Now, let's look at what Paul says about this thing here. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Then he says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Watch this now. But mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds down imaginations and every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Now, this is a battle for everybody. I don't care who you are. It is a battle for me, for you. There's no one perfect on this earth. And when we get up in the morning, here comes the devil with these thoughts. We have to learn that the Lord knows all of our thoughts in Ezekiel 11.5. He knows our thoughts, but we got to know who's talking to us. Where are these thoughts coming from? Christian warfare. I said Christian warfare. And I'm going to be very sensitive how I teach this. I'm not interested in how long I teach this. I'm interested in giving it to you where you can meditate on it. You can go back over this and read it and get it in your spirit. That's what I'm interested in. Amen. So I'm going to obey the law and make sure that you can absorb. I don't want to give you too much because you've got to bite a little bit of this at a time. When I was a hospital chaplain, a lot of people made fun of me. He come talking about that mind. I, had, I, I used to have a pastor tell me, you, what do you mean? You need your mind to think. People really was... Uh, didn't want to say anything because they didn't believe what I was saying. And I had to step out on faith, and it was not easy. It was very uncomfortable knowing that I have to go into the office and people thinking that uh, this guy's lost his mind. No, I'm glad I lost my mind because I don't need it. 
And the Lord, when he ministered to me and called me into this ministry, he told me, you ain't nothing up there anyway, so you need the Holy Spirit. I don't use my mind. I don't sit here and write sermons out. And Oh, well, let me see where I got to go here. Go here. I have not prepared anything. All I got is scripture up here and uh, scriptures from the Holy Spirit that, that taught me th- through the uh, course of my life about this subject. Jesus says, do not worry about what you're going to say or how that you're going to say it. But the Holy Ghost will teach you at that hour what you ought to say. Now, that's in Luke twelve 11. Let's go look at this because when we teach the word, it has to be from the Holy Spirit. It cannot be from intellectualism. It cannot be from the perspective of philosophy or an ideology. This is what has Christians so messed up over here. QAnon. This is demonic. All this natural thinking is wicked. Now let's go to Luke 12:11, and let's see what Jesus says. You, you don't hear sermons like this. I'll tell you that right now. You don't hear no sermon. Luke chapter 12, verse 11. And I remember one time when I learned this revelation, I had to go to court. And the Lord gave me this scripture. He said, let me speak through you. And he gave me this, and he tells us when we go before judges and stuff, we don't have to think about what we're going to say. Jesus says this here in Luke chapter 12, verse 11. And when they bring you into the synagogues and into the magistrates and powers, synagogue, that's in the church, when they bring you into the synagogues, they bring you into the church and into magistrates, that's the judge, and, into, and powers of people in authority. Take ye no thought. So we're not supposed to be thinking, period, in natural things, but we can pay our bills. When you go to court, the Bible says, and when they bring you into the synagogue, that's the church, and into magistrates, that's court system, and powers, people in power. Take ye no thought. Most of us do the opposite. If you're in the school of theology, I call it the graveyard school, they're going to teach you everything from the human perspective. E.W., Emmanuel Williams, the king of all donk donkers, would tell me, you need to take your hand and go up and read at the top of the scriptures and then go down to get an understanding. I don't know what he was talking about. The Lord told me, don't listen to him. And the Lord showed me in the spirit realm as Emmanuel Williams was teaching and talking to me, he said, look how little he is as a baby. I saw a little baby with a suit and tie on. Look, imagine a little nine-month-old child. In the spirit room, he was a child. But in the theological perspective, as a theologian, he was Manuel Williams. And then the Lord told me he's a dong-donker, pissing dong, because it's coming from his fleshly mind. And I saw a little bit he died. He said, that's how he is to me. I said, Lord, have mercy. I want to hear the Holy Ghost. And then the Bible says in Luke 12, 12, but the Holy Ghost shall teach you in the same hour, not your mind, to say. Now, if that can't get it, I don't know what else can get it. Now, let's go to Mark 13, 11. Most of us are trying to worship the Lord and figure him out and understand him from a human perspective. I don't do that. Just read the Bible. Let it get in your spirit. And the Holy Spirit will bring up the scriptures. And it takes faith to do that, too. Now, if you're going to come out your natural mind, you've got to start building up your faith when you teach. A lot of people are fearful. If they don't write it down, 
the devil can get them to say, oh, what are they going to think about me? That's the first thing humans do. What people think about me ain't nothing about Jesus. It ain't nothing about stepping out on faith. It's what people are going to think about me. They're going to hear me say that. I hear this with everybody. I can't teach that. I got to write it out. No, yeah, you can. You got to have faith to do what I'm doing. It takes faith. I have not prepared for this sermon. And I'm so relaxed because the Lord told me it's not going to be you teaching. I don't need you to teach. And the problem that we have in society in church today is that these people tomorrow are going to be writing out the sermon. They're about right now studying some stuff from their mind to get you to listen to. It's not coming from the Holy Spirit. Now, even Jesus told his disciples, thank you, Holy Spirit. See, I just got Luke 9, 2. I don't even know what's in Luke 9, 2. He said, go away from Mark 13, 11 and go back to Luke 9, 2 and then go to Mark 13, 11. I can hear that. He's not talking to you. When I hear that, it's so peaceful. It just calms me because I know that the Holy Spirit is taking control. In Luke chapter 9, verse 2, I want you to write these scriptures down and then listen. Don't go open the Bible and follow it because I want you to go back to recapitulate what I said today. In Luke chapter 9, verse 3, and he said unto them, take nothing for your journey, neither strive nor script. S-C-R-I-P. Most pastors are writing a script right now from their fleshly mind. Neither bread, neither money, neither have two coats apiece. My God. No script. Now let's go to Mark 13:11 and amplify this more. The Lord Jesus in red writing tells us that we are not supposed to premeditate when we minister the word of God. Go over your notes and look over them. I don't do any of that. I'm grateful that my uh, pastor, Wayne Thompson, never, I, you know, I would ride in the car with Pastor Wayne at Fellowship of Faith Church, Erico 404-346-1162, Conley Drive in East Point, Georgia. And Pastor Wayne would carry me in the car with him and uh, show me how car accidents, he said, that could be you. And he was teaching me how to thank the Lord. I remember meeting Pastor Wayne Thompson when I was, after I got out of the military, I was at Eastern Airline, and a guy named Rabbi, a Jewish believer, uh, said, that's Wayne Thompson. And I didn't know who he was. And I had just got saved. And uh, I went to Pastor Wayne Thompson when he was uh, in, uh, he, had, he had a church on Cascade Road rented out from an Episcopalian church, and they moved to East Point. I never saw Pastor, and Pastor Wayne would talk to me, carry me places, and we were all, me, Brother Steve, Man, those were some wonderful times when I was growing up with in the Lord with him. And he would get out the car. Okay, we set up because I was in. A, I started off in the music ministry there. And Pastor Wayne would get right on the pulpit and go right at it. And after I said, Pastor Wayne, how do you do that? Study. Study. Humble yourself. Get rid of your pride. You always bang us on pride, covetousness. I see why. If you're not humble, you try to take the place of Jesus. And a lot of these pastors are doing that through their intellectualism. That's not God. This is why a lot of people are so messed up today. They can't hear God. It's what they're under. I really don't listen to no pastors. People call me and ask me, hey, do you know Dr. Leroy? I don't know nobody but Derek Prince and Frank Hammond and Wynn Worley, Frederick K.C. Price. That's all I know. I listen to I don't listen to these pastors. They ain't talking about nothing. 
They can't hear God, and I want you to hear the Lord. And a lot of pastors don't want this sermon going out because it takes their control that they have over people. If the Holy Spirit can talk to you, the Holy Spirit can tell you to lead that church. If that church ain't casting out demons, have the foundation of true Christianity based on Mark 3.13, and he go into the mountain and call those whom he would to cast out demons, to heal the sick, to preach the gospel, he'd leave that church alone. But let's look at this here, what Christ says about meditating. <clears throat> we don't have to premeditate. We need the Holy Spirit in us. That takes a lot of word now. This didn't come overnight because for three years before I taught any sermons, the Lord had me up at 9 o'clock in the morning as a volunteer uh, under Chaplain John Durden, and I went to Pastor Wayne, and I said, Pastor Wayne, I'm called to the ministry. I know it. It wasn't, you know, a lot of people have this wrong thinking that Pastor Wayne didn't want to ordain me. No, Pastor Wayne respected uh, uh, Chaplain John Durden. He says, you are under him. You still, I'm still your pastor, but you are under uh, the covering of him. He's a chaplain. That's why I got ordained by Pastor, uh, pastor John Durden. Not because I didn't want to go with Pastor Wayne. I followed and submitted to my pastor. Say, submit to Pastor uh, Durden, and I did. For three years, I did what he told me to do, and here I am now. So I want to really get that straight. A lot of people misinterpret said people he well he didn't want to ordain me. That's not true. Pastor Wayne said, you need to be ordained with the person you under. I've already ordained you, but you, I'm not a chaplain. And he was right. And it worked out. Now, let's look at this in Mark 13, 11. But when they shall lead you and deliver you up, take no thought. What do we do? Watch this now. Jesus says, take no thought and take no thought beforehand what ye shall speak. You see there? Neither do ye premeditate. And that's what we do the opposite. In school of theology, they teach you how to think, write up the sermons out, the doxology, and all this organized legalism. It's not the spirit of God. Jesus says the opposite. That takes faith to do what I'm doing. Now, I'm not trying to get no brownie points. Oh, he got faith. No, I'm humble. I'm just telling you the truth. For you to get up here and do what I'm doing, it takes a lot of faith because I don't know what the next scripture is. I'm looking at you right here, and I'm looking at Mark 13, 11, why I'm talking to you. The Holy Spirit just told me to go to Matthew chapter 6. I don't know what's in there, but it's going to have something to do with what the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is in order. You have to study the word, meditate the word. You've got to put some time really to hear the spirit from your spirit. A lot of people are afraid to step out in faith to hear the Lord because they weren't then worrying about this. Whoever this is, this is about a lot. So God keeps saying, keep going back to that. They worry about what people are going to think about them, how they're going to be perceived if they get up there in the back. You're worrying about the people more than hearing the Holy Spirit. And that's another way that the devil can block you from hearing the Lord. He says, but when they shall lead you and deliver you up, take no thought beforehand what ye shall speak. Neither do ye premeditate, but whatsoever shall be given you in that hour, that speak it. Now, you know God is a God of order. Look at in that hour. Now go back to Luke 12, 11. In that hour. The Holy Spirit knows what it's doing. In Luke 12, 12, for the Holy Ghost shall teach you in the same hour. See there? Within this hour, the Holy Spirit is teaching me. 
The Holy Spirit is very powerful. Look at this. In the same hour, what ye ought to say. It goes same thing. It says here. But when they shall lead you and deliver you, take no thought beforehand what you shall speak, neither do ye premeditate. For whatsoever should be given you in that hour, that hour, King James says that hour in Luke 12, 12, same hour, same thing. That speak ye, for it is not ye that speak, but the Holy Ghost. We're not supposed to be thinking and figuring stuff out and using our fleshly mind. So let me show you something. Now, the Bible speaks that we have a fleshly mind. Most pastors are teaching from the fleshly mind. Leroy Thompson teaches from the fleshly mind. Creflo Dollar teaches from the fleshly mind. T.T. Jakes teaches from the fleshly mind. Joel Osteen teaches from the fleshly mind. First Baptist Church, the pastor, the, uh, Dr. Charles Stanley, teaches from the fleshly mind. They write that stuff out. That's not the Holy Spirit. Now, in Colossians chapter 2, verses uh, 18, speaks about a fleshly mind. It's carnal. It cannot understand God. It's not going to understand God. Here it says in Colossians 2, 18, let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntarily Humanity and worshiping of angels intruding into those things which he has not seen vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. See, that's not the Holy Ghost. That's your fleshly mind. And a lot of people are trying to hear God from their fleshly mind. Wait a minute, hang on, wait a minute, let me see now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And they have that thing. And then when you start thinking, I notice Emmanuel William E.W. When E.W. would think, he would frown. I could see the uh, lines on his forehead lost today. He'd go thinking again. He had to think what he got to say. I don't have to think what I got to say. So I'm going to be ahead of the human being. You know, let me say this here because I hope this will be a blessing to you. I'm getting kind of excited because I really like this type of stuff because this is the first thing God taught me when I got into the ministry. And it gave me a lot of comfort because I will be honest with you. I'm 61 years old. I have a problem spelling. But when the Holy Spirit come over me, I can spell anything. I don't really use my mind. When people call me for counseling, uh, I say a prayer, and I say, okay, tell me what's going on. And I'm, they just are talking. I'm not listening to them. I don't have to. I don't need to hear nothing they got to say, but I say, yes, ma'am, mm-hmm. And in the natural, they think, think I'm listening, but I'm not. I'm waiting on the Holy Spirit to give me a correspondent scripture. I'm waiting on the Holy Spirit. Now, you have to have the word of God in you to deal with this you can't just go up there you ain't got no word in your spirit what god gonna pull out see we get caught up in survival every day of what we got to do or how we got to do it, and we start thinking about it that that's not even a christian ain't supposed to do that either even if you're in the ministry not in the ministry you're not supposed to do that let's look at this in matthew you remember when i told you that the holy spirit gave me matthew chapter 6 as i was giving you luke 12 12 luke 12 11 and mark 13 11 i'm looking you straight in the camera quote no scriptures it's coming from the holy ghost i have nothing to do with this i lie not to the holy ghost in matthew chapter 6 god have mercy
he says something very interesting. Let's look at this. Now, when we use our minds and thinking, it moves us from the faith of trusting and believing in the Lord. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all thy heart, Proverbs 3, 5. See, I just, the Holy Spirit popped it up. I don't have no scriptures here. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not, lean not unto thy own understanding. That's that mind ago. See there? So when you start leaning onto your own understanding, it really blocks you from having faith. And humanism get in the way. Now, when humanism get in the way, it'll put a curse on you because you're trusting in your flesh, Jeremiah 17, 5. We're going to go through all of this. See, the Lord wants to you to have a personal relationship with him so you can hear him. And a lot of pastors don't really want you to hear him because they want to control you. They want your money. They'll give you some scriptures and stuff, you know. But they don't want you to really hear the Holy Spirit, not all of them. Some of them do. I want you to hear the Holy Spirit because I don't want you calling me and, you know, leaning on me. I want people to hear the Holy Spirit and the Lord Jesus for themselves. Now, let's look at this. Everyday living, we're always thinking and figuring stuff out, even in our lives of how it's going to get done. You know, I was talking to Brother Tommy. He's my interpreter. He's on staff here. And we teach in Finland. And as me and him was talking, I would hear the devil. Tommy told me I have to get a computer. And I looked into it, and I told him I don't know anything about computers. Now, I have an Internet radio station. I don't know anything about these computers. The Holy Spirit taught me everything, <laughs> really. And to this day, I have to call Sister Durden. I am not going to think. The devil's always trying to challenge me to think, or he'll bring a person around me and say, think. I, uh-uh, I block it. It's a battle because he does not want me to speak as the Holy Spirit leads me because I can't give you error. The Holy Spirit doesn't give error. Human beings do. The spirit of error can get into a person, 1 John 4, 6, and cause problems. So Brother Thomas said, you're going to have to get a processor with a four cores. Ask for a processor with four cores. And the minute I said that, I went to uh, Best Buy the other day. And I priced the computer, hit a double go. You ain't going to be able to get no money to get this computer. Do you know I had, I had to catch myself and wait a minute now. So I had to use the scripture, all things are possible to him who believe it, Mark 9, 23. I think the demon left. The devil was trying to get me, well, you're going to get on the air. You got to raise money. They're not going to give no money to you. Do you think that I'm going to listen to this? See, when we are tuned in with the Holy Spirit, we don't need our mind. Now, we're usually as human beings, we're going to try to be independent from God because all of us are rebels, including me. Even in our daily necessities in life, we don't have to think about these things. Let's look at this. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, he says, Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought. That go to mind right there. See, the mind, he says, take no thought. Now, this ain't got nothing to do with being a minister. This has something to do universally with everybody who's a born-again Christian, including myself. I don't try to figure out how I'm going to get money. I don't lean on one person. Well, this person's going to tithe, me, and I can do it with this and all, because that person may tithe and may, may not tithe. I've seen people 
tell me I'm a tithe, and they get that money, and they forget God. So I can't believe in what a person tell me. I have to trust the Lord. You'd have to trust the Lord. You cannot trust the Lord and trust your flesh and mind at the same time. One going to have to go. So Jesus tells us just for everyday living that we're not supposed to think. It blocks us our peace. It brings imagination. Well, how am I going to get this done? And here come them demons. Now watch this. I'm going to use Matthew 6, 34, and then I want to go backwards and forth as I say this and show you something out the book of Ezekiel. Let me find Ezekiel. Now, watch this. Oh, my God. Let's roll with this thing. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. Now, hold on to that. And go to Ezekiel chapter 38, verse 10. Now watch this now. This is how the devil gets you to use your mind. You may say, okay, it's time for you to teach. And a lot of people who have not been under an apostolic anointing, who's been in a regular straight church with no Holy Ghost, they're going to get nervous. They ain't been taught that. But what am I going to say? Uh, well, how do people going to, and here come the devil giving you suggestions. They're going to worry about what you're going to say. Well, I may make myself look like a fool. Do you know your mind is telling you that? And you are believing what your mind is telling you. you got to step out in faith. Watch this now. Jesus says, therefore, I say unto you, for your life. And here come the demons. Watch this now. What you shall eat or what you shall drink. Not yet for your body. What you shall put on is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment. Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they weep, nor gather into bonds. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much more better than they? Watch this. Which of you by taking thought can add one cubic unto his statues? You see, that mind ain't worth thinking and figuring nothing out. Now, why are you thinking and figuring it out and the Lord's trying to get you to trust him? Don't forget now Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not unto thy own understanding. And now it's him and he should direct thy path. Well, who's the he? The Holy Ghost. Us. God created man in his image. Us. That God created us. Genesis 1, The Holy Spirit, God the Father, has been in Genesis 1, all along. Let us create man in our image. The Godhead. The Holy Spirit wants to tell you, to trust him. The Holy Spirit is not going to get you to think and figure stuff out and cram your head and start worrying. When you do that, here comes Ezekiel 38.10. Watch this. In Ezekiel chapter 38, verse 10, the Bible says, Thus says the Lord God, It shall come to pass that at the same time shall things come into thy mind. Them demons. Jesus tell us, take no thought about what we're going to eat. Now, here you looking in your refrigerator knowing you ain't got no food. When I got back from Jamaica to Atlanta, Georgia, I had to move out of my apartment, this house, and I should have stayed in my apartment, but I asked the Lord to forgive me. I make mistakes. And this person was stealing money from me. Take, they wasn't paying the Internet. I mean, it was a mess. And... When I came back, I said, Lord, I'm coming back on faith. I wasn't going to think about where I'm going to get no food at. And hit them demons go, how you going to eat? Now, when I got back here, 
I didn't have no insurance on my car, no tag. And my a best friend who rents out my house, we worked together. He was gone out of town. And them demons were trying to tell me, this is what you got. How are you going to get this done? How are you going to do this? I didn't listen to none of it. I just prayed in tongues. I prayed in tongues. I wasn't thinking how I'm going to get this done. I know the Bible too well. I said, now, if the Lord tell me, therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for my life, what I'm going to eat and what I'm going to drink. I don't need to be worrying about that. I know this. I saw, I talked to myself through the scriptures. And as I was praying in tongues, I was in the air. And I remember what Derek Prince said. When you're above 35,000 feet, it's a big difference praying in tongues. Next time you get on an airplane and you're up 35,000 feet, pray in tongues. It's going to be a light, peaceful. This demonic interference, there are three heavens, first, second, third. The second heaven, Ephesians 2, 2, is the spirit of disobedience. That We was, we was right above that. And I began to cry, and I asked the Lord to forgive me. I asked my mama to forgive me. I was a drug addict. I asked my daddy to forgive me. And I said, Lord, I'm sorry. And I always talk to the Lord like that. I stay humble. And when I was doing that, I had a peace come over me. The minute I got back on the ground and land, hear them demons come. How are you going to eat? I start praying in tongues again. So I came home, and the Holy Spirit told me, go into the garage. I have a refrigerator. That was a five, two, five bags of clam chowder soup there. All I had was clam chowder soup. I ate. I had some bacon, and I don't eat a lot because I lost a lot of weight. And the Lord had some fruit. And then an offering came in. Brother uh, Sammy sent $120. I walked around the corner, asked my neighbor, can I get a ride to the store? And I gave her some money for gas. They, she was very nice to me, Mr. and Mrs. Mark, Mr. Mark's wife. And I went and I bought some food. And the Holy Spirit told me, get this, get that. And everything I got lasted seven days. That's the perfect number of God. And when I came back, Brother Lenny came. When I got back here, uh, I had the wrong medication. I had to get a ride to the hospital. The Holy Spirit told me to call Chris. I called him Steven Spilsberg, uh, Iraq war veteran, a good friend of mine. That brother carried me. I called Brother John. I said, Brother John, I need a ride. The Lord told me to call Brother John. And the brother was very patient. That brother drove all the way from Atlanta, Georgia. I did not think anything. I believed. We don't need our minds to do spiritual things. We need our faith. We don't need our mind to do spiritual things. We have to use faith. Now, that's a testimony because I lived it when Jesus says, therefore I say and you take no thought. I didn't know how I was going to get no food. Now, here I am doing a telethon. For the past four or five days, I've been bombarded. The devil saying, well, you can't raise $1,000 for this computer. You've been on air 12 years. Them demons coming in my mind trying to tell me that. 
God has met every need with this ministry. There is nothing that's lacking in this ministry. I did it on faith. Now, go back to the book of Matthew, because in our everyday life, we start thinking, how am I going to get this done? That's pressure. And them demons going to be talking to you, and you don't know how you're going to get it done. Go need to go to pawn shop. Well, just go over here and borrow some money. Just be still. But you first got to get your spirit positioned to hear the Lord. He will speak through his word. Now, when I say hear the Lord now, let me say this here. There's many ways you can hear the word. You can hear the Lord through the word. You can hear a peaceable voice. His spirit may be different than you, how he talked to you, how he talked to me. I can I can hear the scriptures, Luke 17, 5. I can hear him telling me, that's the Holy Spirit. I know when it's Jesus of Nazareth, and I know when it's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comforts me. As I'm speaking, I'm hearing the scriptures just coming. That is coming from the spirit life. You cannot, you will cut it off when you're in the flesh, in the fleshly mind, and the human thinking. It's not going to work. This is a long topic. It's already 46 minutes, and I'm just getting started. So we're going to keep going because I don't want to overdo it. I want to get enough, and we're going to be on here tomorrow. We're also going to be on here Tuesday. We're going to be here Wednesday, and I'm going to have to use Thursday. And, and Normally we have Evangelist Janice Taylor on Thursday, but I'm going to need that Thursday to come in here to complete this. This is a, a good series. It will help you hear the Spirit of God if you would follow God's protocol. Now, let's go back. Let's go back to... Thank you. Now, the Holy Spirit just gave me some more... Uh, uh, scriptures as he as I, I spoke in tongues okay let's go to Luke it's this easy but it wasn't easy when I first got started because that mind that fleshly mind you got to put that thing down and stop believing in it an educated enemy is a theologian educated enemy of God they are in the way and the Lord told me that Emmanuel Williams was a mind man that's how I got the revelation of a great nothing now, a lot of you got this stuff from these great nothings and from the church where you got. Now, we, before I close, I'm going to hit on that great nothing because you got to come out of that stuff. You're not going to hear the Lord with a pastor with that type of uh, uh, a teaching, with that type of uh, understanding. He's not connected with the Holy Ghost. Although he may say things by scriptures, he's using it from the perspective of his fleshly mind. If the Lord tells us at that hour, then I don't need to study. No, I don't need to write nothing out. Because the Holy Spirit is going to give it to me at that hour. That's what Jesus says in Luke 12, 12. We just said it in Mark, Mark 13, 11. Now let's go back for us in the natural thinking of how we're going to get this done. Or our everyday life, we're not supposed to think that out and figure that out. Let's look at this. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought, that's one time, so take this the thought thing and circle it, and then put one. Jesus tells us to take no thought one time here so far. For your life, what you shall eat, or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Behold, the fowls of the air, 
for they sow not, neither do they weep nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much more better than they? Now watch this. Which of you by taking thought, that's that circle, taking thought, that's two times Jesus says by thought so far. We see it in Matthew 6.25. Now we see him saying take no thought. By taking thought can add one cubic unto his statute. That means you can't change nothing the minute you start thinking. You have alienated yourself from God trying to figure it out. And then I get pastors to say this here, well, you got a mind of mind. God gave you a mind. Why you need your mind? That's, that's a cop-out from walking in faith. That's a, that makes you dependent back on your mind, and you are straight from doing what I'm telling you to do. That's a stronghold in your mind that you have to break. Then Jesus says, and why take you thought? That's three times. Num- right, number three. And why take you thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the fields, wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the fields, which is day and is tomorrow cast into the oven, shall he not much clothe you? Now watch what he say. O ye of little faith. See, when you think, you don't have no faith. Why would Jesus say, O ye of little faith? Because he's saying you need faith to believe in me. He didn't tell you to think because he's saying take ye no thought. And we'll go right back to that mind. I had a lot of people laughing at me when I was in chaplaincy. People, wouldn't, they, would, they wouldn't tell me, but I, the Lord said, they ain't believing what you're saying because they're blind. And he said, forgive them and love them. He said, remember when I was on the cross at Golgotha? Jesus said, forgive them for they know not what they do. A lot of you have been trained to use your mind. And it's, you become an enemy of God. Now, number three, number one, thought, Matthew 6.25. Number two, take no thought, Matthew 6.27. Number three, and why you take thought, and here we go again, number four. Therefore, take no thought. But notice that Jesus said something very interesting here. He says, oh, ye of little faith. That's the opposite of thought. So when you don't have no faith, you're going to think. That's going to alienate you from God because the carnal mind is an enemy between you and God. Romans 8, 6. Then he says, wherefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? Or whether with shall we be clothed? For after these things do your do the Gentiles seek? For your heavenly Father know in that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Now we're going to get ready and close with this in First Corinthians chapter two, and I'm going to show you where you got all this mess from. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, it says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them. Watch this. Because they are spiritually discerned. Your mind is not able to discern the Holy Ghost. Where did you get this from? 
How did you get messed up like this? You got it from great nothings. That's where you got it from. You got it from people and pastors who teach intellectual with great sweating words from the flesh. In Jude chapter 116, it says, These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lust and their mouth, speaking great swelling words. That's not coming from the Holy Ghost. That's coming from their mind. This is why the Lord told me, Emmanuel Williams be called a mind man. He's a great nothing. He can't hear God. E.W. He cannot hear God. He's still running around wanting to be praised and honors and sending people cards and telling folks how good an education his uh, daughters and his children. Lord tell me to call him out. He has sent a, get a card to people Christmas and my daughter has a degree. All this pride. It, do nothing but pack you with pride. This is how people got messed up. You got, they got, you got messed up because of Titus 1.15, unto pure, all things are pure, but unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. But even their minds, conscience is defiled. That's where you got that from on a pulpit with an educated enemy of God. You, you fed that mess. They fed that mess to you for years and years, and they're putting your spirit, and it's got to take time to get out. Jesus said, you're clean through the word. To clean yourself from this mess, John 15, 3, you're clean through the word. You have to cleanse yourself with this. Then you got it because the Bible says some of these pastors operate in Jude one nineteen. These be they who separate themselves, central, having not the spirit. They don't have the spirit of God. They have in, in intellectualism. And you love, oh, he speaks so fine and so well. He has a, 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 a golden tongue and can't hear nothing. And you sit under the dong donking, 2 Kings 18, 26, and 27, just dong. You don't sit under that stuff. You got to come out of that. See, now tomorrow you're going to have the pastors. We want to thank you for coming here to Mount Pleasanton Baptist Church. My name is Dr. Lee T. McDuckelson here. And we're going to be just searching to the things. And they just talk and this just talking enticing words it's human wisdom it's not the power of the holy ghost paul warns us about that in first corinthians 2 4 and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom that's ew but in demonstration of the spirit and power see you got that with great sweating words intellectualism on the pulpit that's how you why you can't hear god you got to get that, all that garbage out your spit, just garbage. Now, the Bible says in Colossians 2.14, and this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. See, when you're using enticing words, they ain't the power of the Holy Ghost. That's you. And most of you are up under that. You go to tomorrow, Creflo Dollar, he ain't casting out no demon. He didn't wrote out his sermon last night, and y'all buying it. Y'all buying it. In 1 Corinthians one twenty six, the Bible says, Well, you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many, not many noble are called. See, when they're intellectual, God don't call people that. And most people gravitate to the church because the pastor has a doctorate degree. Do you know in the Baptist church, you have to have a master's degree to teach a person? I don't want nobody sitting under nobody with no master's degree. I know a man that is very well quite educated. And he never used his mind. That man is Dr. Derek Prince. Derek Prince, 1915-2003, was born in India of British parents, educated, 
as a scholar of Greek and Latin at Eton College in Cambridge University, England. He had a fellowship in ancient and modern philosophy at King's College. He also studied several modern languages, including Hebrew, Arabic at Cambridge University and at the Hebrew University in Jerusalem. While serving in the British Army in World War II, he began to study the Bible and experienced a life-changing encounter with Jesus of Nazareth. Out of that encounter, he formed two conclusions. First, that Jesus Christ is alive. Second, that the Bible is true, relevant, up-to-date book. These conclusions altered the whole course of his life, which he then devoured and studied himself with the teachings of the Bible. Derek's main um, gifts was expanding the Bible and teaching in a clear and a simple way has helped build a foundation of faith in millions of lives. His non-denominational, non-structural, educated approach and humbleness allowed him to bring the Word of God with 50 books, 500 audios, and 160 vi- uh, video teachings in 60 languages. Now, he could have used his education to teach, but God told him to get away from that. Now, if Derek Prince can do it, and he's educated and spoken two languages, I'm quite sure you can do it. So I'm, I'm exposing the devil tonight, because suddenly you're going to be going to a great nothing tomorrow and hear some garbage. I'm, the devil's going to get exposed tonight. I'm exposing him. Amen? Now, <clears throat> these pastors don't hear from the Spirit of God. They only have human wisdom, and that's not hearing the Holy Ghost. Paul warns us that in 1 Corinthians 2, 1, and brethren, when I come to you, I came not with excellency of speech or wisdom declaring unto you the testimonies of God. So you've been up under that, that's what you're going to get. Now, how did this start happening? How, how did this mess? Why, why is this like this? Because what happens to us before I close is that it replaces the Holy Ghost, such as theology. It exalts itself above the revelation. A theologian, all of them that I met can't hear God, not one of them. I ain't never met a theologian that can hear the Holy Spirit. Why? They've been trained to use their human intellect. Two, academic achievement above character. Three, they use psychology over discernment because the Holy Spirit is not there, so they'll tell you to go to a psychiatrist. That's the fleshly mind thinking. Programs over the leading of the Holy Spirit. Eloquency of speech above supernatural power is a replacement. It's another gospel. You have to come out of that. Human reason above the walk of faith, laws above love. And what happens is that religious acts and human efforts apart from God's grace, no matter how well intentioned, will always result in an Ishmael. You have an Ishmael spirit. Not an Isaac. Christian churches which have tasted the grace of God, but then have turned away and begin trusting in their own efforts, their own intellectualism, their own methods, and their own religious form, have armed themselves with human strength and have put a curse in the church. If you're sitting under a pastor like that, you're under, you're under curse. Now, I'm going to close with Galatians. I don't even know what's in Galatians. And we're going to turn this over for Chaplain John Durden, 81 years old changed his life, getting away from this mess, and we're going to let him share some things with you uh, concerning this teaching. Now, before we close, I'm going to show you something in Galatians. Well, the Lord's going to show you something. I'm just hearing from him. In Galatians chapter 1, 
verse 6 says, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that call you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. The intellectualism is another gospel. It's another Jesus, 2 Corinthians 11, 3 and 4. It's not the revelation of the Lord Jesus, Yeshua, the Messiah, speaking through them. E.W. Emmanuel Williams is a mind man. He believes in his human education. Go get some education. Did the Bible didn't say get education to hear him. Now, what happens is another gospel. It puts a curse on you. In Galatians 1.8, but though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you, than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. You see that? It brings a curse. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you, than that ye have received, let him be accursed. So you sit under that stuff, and it gets in your system. This is why it's hard for a lot of you to hear the Holy Spirit. Repent, come out from among them, 2 Corinthians 6, 17, and be you separate, said Lord, and touch not that unclean thing. Leave that type of doctrine, amen, and get the revelation of Jesus, according to Galatians 1, 12. I neither received it by man, neither was upheld it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Boy, that hour so went by fast. We got a lot more to go. We have a telethon. I pray that this has been a blessing to you. We need some income. We have to get two computers. I'm believing the Lord for $2,000. I've never said that in my life, but we got to do this. I believe the Lord told me to do it. I have to raise this money. I got to get this computer. See, the devil don't want me to expose. I'm exposing the devil. See, a lot of pastors tomorrow is coming from the human perspective. You can't have signs of one that's following you like that. You see, if signs is not following you, the, the, the pastor, he's coming from his mind. Now, the Lord just go, told me I got to go back to the scriptures. I heard something from the Holy Spirit. Mark 16. I'm looking straight in this camera. So I want you to see that you can hear the Holy Spirit if you have the word in you. Now, watch this. In Mark 16, 17, and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name shall they cast out devils. You can't cast out demons in your human mind. They'll eat you alive. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. If you in your human mind, number verse 19, Mark 16, 19, and 20, can't be applicable to a fleshly-minded pastor. Here we go. So then, after the Lord has spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and is set on the right hand of God, and they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. You've seen me straight looking at this camera. That sign's following through me. Stay humble. Stay into the word of God. Do a lot of fast. And I fast Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I did it for three years before I taught anything. I studied from 9 o'clock in the morning to 2. It's 9 o'clock now here in Atlanta, Georgia. When I get off this phone, off this uh, broadcast, I'm going to go in the back. I'm going to turn on Derek Prince. And I'm going to put that in my spirit all night. Now, I do watch travel TV because I like to watch uh, exorcisms, haunted homes, EBD, EBP. When I get some equipment, we're gonna be, I'm going to be investigating houses. But it's all led by the Holy Ghost. I watch exorcism. I watch YouTube and demons. I stay in my ministry. I stay in my lane. And I listen to a lot of Derek Prince. I can't tell you this, the new pastors. I, I do not listen to T.D. Jakes. I 
this person, don't believe that he's a preacher. He's an inspirational teacher with elegant words, and people are attracted to that stuff. That stuff is not good for a Christian. You can't hear the Holy Ghost with that. I'm trying to get you to hear the Holy Spirit, how not to use your fleshly mind. We got a lot more to come. Amen. Now, sow that seed and keep us on air. In the name of Jesus, I bind any demonic force that's going to try to block this radio minister to get this computer. This is our telethon. We're kicking it off. And I pray that every believer can go right now to www.livedeliverance.com. Give what you can. I believe in a miracle. The Lord has told me there are some people out there that they know God wants them to give, but they won't give. Don't do that. Don't hinder the person. I labor. A laborer is not worthy of his hire. I'm trying to get a computer for the gospel. Do you know when I say that, those demons just heard what I said, and they're going to start working in your mind and say, you can't get that money to him because uh, he was trying to get an airplane. That, I ain't trying to get no airplane. I have a few crows here. I came back from Jamaica to the United States to get my teeth done and some personal things for my case, and I'm going to go back to Jamaica. I really miss Jamaica. And why do I love Jamaica? They really love the Lord there. Does Jamaica have problems? Yes, they do. Is it hard being living in Jamaica as an American? Yes, they do. A lot of people think I'm rich. Is it hard for me to find a nice, decent girlfriend? Yes, because the time they see me, they, they're going at money. I need credit. I need this. So it's hard, yes. But it's not hard as being in America because in the deliverance ministry, I got a brother down there, Brother Earl, who teaches deliverance. I, I, I know Brother Jermaine Edwards there. Uh, I, I love Jamaica. Uh, in 19... Uh, 96, I think it was 96, it was when, anyway, I don't remember the year, but 85 in, in the area, Pastor Wayne Thompson sent me on assignment, and I went to Jamaica. I went to Berean Christian Children's Home, and I saw people walking to church. You know, it's a nation, pray for it. We need to pray that they get total independence from Great Britain. Great Britain has done some damage to those people. The atrocities of slavery is, has been uh, widespread in that nation. Uh, there are good people there. It's very hard to live there. They they really struggle economically. That's a spirit. Nobody's saying nothing against that. It is a demonic spirit. Demons are real. They are in the church. That's why God says the synagogue of Satan. You got pastors tomorrow. They don't know the Lord's word, and they're gonna be up there teaching folks from their human perspective. You don't want that. Amen. So sow that seed at www.livedeliverance.com. On the lower left-hand side of our PayPal, there's a PayPal site. Or you can go to www.livedeliverance.com and go to the GoFundMe. We need a computer. The Holy Spirit is telling me there are people that he wants to move on you to give, and them demons are going to try to stop you. As soon as the word is sown, Satan's going to try to come, Mark 4:15. Don't let him take it away from you. Sow a seed. I'm not trying to. It's hard out here, and I know it. I, I've been to this grocery store. I know how much the eggs cost. Amen. But if you are being blessed by this ministry, give something. Now, tomorrow you're going to go to a great nothing and hear the opposite, but you'll give him more money than me. And here I am. I'm teaching strictly from the Holy Spirit, and them demons ain't going to like this. I know how the devil works because I've been doing this for so many years. I got to guard up. The minute I get off this air, I got to be ready. But, it, you know, I got the arm of God on, and I'm going to block the devil and I'm going to pray that this go through. I'm going to pray that the Lord move on your heart. Please, sow a seed. We need these computers, okay? We need two laptops. I got to have these two. 
I'm only with one computer, and I got a towel. Don't send no towels, please. I thank the Lord for Brother Paul, because I got four computers that Brother Paul gave me. No, he gave me seven computers, and we use all of them. We use the computers. We change them out every two months. It's a lot of work doing this radio broadcast. A lot of people don't realize I, I work long hours. I'm not trying to be famous. Or, well, he worked. No, I'm humble. I'm not doing this for you. I'm not doing this for Brother John. I'm not doing this for nobody. I'm doing this to Christ Jesus, Colossians 3.17. I'm not Leroy Thompson. I ain't going to tell you, give me all your money out your wallet. I'm not doing that. Give what you can. Amen. If you want to be a, if you want to tithe to here, you want to be a member, you're welcome to come and join us. Email me at OvertonAvey1 at gmail.com. OvertonAvey1 at gmail.com. Dot com. You can be a member. You can call me at area code 678-701-3733. While we're in the room here in our blog talk, you can also call, also here, 646-378-1857. God bless you. We finna turn this thing off and go back to regular broadcast. And those who are Listening to me right now at www.livedeliverance.com, I want to thank all of you who are listening to me. God bless you. We're going to go back to demonically caused conditions, how demons operate at www.livedeliverance.com. And now we're going to turn this thing over to Chaplain John Durden in our uh, blog talk room. Shalom to you and God bless. Chaplain John Durden, Chaplain John Durden, you have the mic. Well, <clears throat> I enjoyed this. There's a lot of folks who was, uh, well, received telephone calls or upset about uh, teaching on the mind and, uh, and lots of that because I uh, decided that I, I love that teaching, that something's got to be wrong with me. But, you know, for many, many years I had relied on my own flesh, my own mind and everything else, but we don't have the knowledge and, and the and enthusiasm and the, of the Holy Spirit. And so it took me a long time to realize that it's the Holy Spirit that I needed all these years. And he wants us to really listen to him. You know, listening to Brother Emerson tonight uh, came to a few little thoughts. You know, I said, you know, the word, yeah, really, it does say that we should be after the um, after the Spirit, not after the flesh. And, and when I looked at Romans 8, 5, one of the scriptures he gave, you know, mm-hmm. I was looking at some of the some of the notes that Paul describes two classes of people, and we who know who those are, those who live after their sinful nature or just their, sin, or just their flesh. And those Brother who John, live after, mm-hmm? can, you, can you speak a little loud for me so the people in the Facebook room can hear you? I'm, I got a, a mic going through it. Just a little loud because no. we got a lot of people in the Facebook room that say they can. They, and I think Brother Paul, uh, the brother mm-hmm. uh, helping me with these scriptures, man, I really need to I appreciate that. Just a little louder, Brother John. Okay, yeah. So what he was comparing tonight is that the Lord and the Holy Spirit want us to live after the following instructions of the Holy Spirit and not the flesh. Now, the flesh, the flesh, when it comes to worldly things, like you want to handle your account, you know, and these kinds of things. But when it comes to spiritual matters, we need to totally rely on the Holy Spirit. You know, because, and listen to his teaching and some of the scriptures that I've been reading, you know, over the past several months, you know, I came to the conclusion that um, when you look at the scripture, Paul describes two classes of people and those who live according to the sinful nature, and guess what? Mm-hmm. And those who live according to the spirit. And to live after the flesh is to be occupied, what? 
with our desires and thoughts and emotions. And I, I, with that, I like to say you can line up about 12 different ministers in your different denomination, put them up on the platform, and let them all put on uh-huh. earplugs where they can't hear anything and ask the same question what they put that particular scripture means. And mm-hmm. one was, you got Jehovah Witness with their thinking, you got Seventh-day mm-hmm. Adventists who got their thinking, you got the uh, Catholicism with their thinking and so forth. Nothing but mind thinking. Everything yeah. comes from the mind. Just mind, mind, yeah. mind, mind, yeah. thinking, yeah. thinking, thinking, yeah. thinking. God yeah. bless you, Chaplain Jordan. We want to thank you. We got to get ready to go. I got to get Amen. ready to do another teaching. We love you. I thank uh-huh. you for your friendship. I thank you for driving a long distance to come pick me up. Man, I ain't had no ride when you came to got me. You've been a friend to me. Uh, it's a blessing to have your daughter on staff. I want to thank Brother Chris Paul, a good brother in the Lord who really has helped me in this ministry. This man has been a blessing to me. I want to thank you. I want to thank Sister Candace Durden who has assisted me, Sister Sheila Newborn, who helps me with the Facebook, Sister Ruthie Rami out of Israel, uh, Brother Rodriguez Baker, Mr. and Mrs. Baker, I want to thank them, uh, Brother T. Rowe, Brother Tommy, Tommy's mother, Brother Sammy Osley. I, I mean, these people have really helped me, and I want to thank all of them. God bless you, Chaplain Durden, and I'll call you as soon as I get off air. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay, now we are now.